0: hey everyone welcome to another episode of yes a stripper podcast on this episode we are going to converse with a very talented lady her name is gigi holiday this is a burlesque performer slash stripper slash advocate slash hustler slash boss ass bitch who is really working her tail off these days um she is an incredible person extremely vibrant and vivacious and honestly we just we kind of ran out of time there were so many things extra that i really wanted to talk to her about including discrimination on social media and i wanted to talk to her a little bit more about stripper history but we didn't get a chance to really go there Um, however we did cover a lot of subjects. Um, something that intrigues me is the differences and similarities between burlesque dancers and strippers and, um, and you know, sort of like the nuances of both. Um, we had such a fabulous time talking, so I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed spending time with Gigi, and I really look forward to doing a part two with this amazing queen. I hope you enjoy the episode. Open up your earballs, folks. Here we go. Enjoy the ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Yes, a Stripper podcast. I have a really fun, interesting, amazing guest today, Gigi Holiday. <sighs> Hi, Gigi.
1: Hi, how are you guys? Oh, my goodness. This is exciting to do.
0: I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So okay. So I got the idea of having you here two ways. One, I saw you on my yes, a stripper profile with Insta- on Instagram, and will and you were speaking and you were doing drunk stripper history, and um, you're just so entertaining. And I oh like, my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, thank I you. Have to offer. Yeah, and then. Um, <laughs> Megan Rippy reached out to me and was like, you need to have Gigi on your podcast. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Done. So, I,
1: I love that. I yeah. love that that everyone was like, you need her. You need-
0: <laughs> yes. First it was my inner voice and then it was Megan Rippey. Um, we work closely together. So, uh, you know, naturally I, uh, her recommendations are strong for me. And also you speak, you spoke for yourself you know so ah, thank you for i being love here.
1: it yeah no thank you for having me i actually along with stripping i really do like talking about stripping like so do I. So do I. I yeah i'm also i i knew how i made it into strip clubs like people were asking me like how are you making money like you don't do Paul you don't do this and i was just like i will just sit and talk to the nerdy white guys 100% and yeah, and I would just sit and talk to them because when they're impressed that a beautiful woman is talking to me, but not only that, a beautiful brown woman is talking to me and she's talking to me about, like, why Kanye is the best producer ever. The end. Like <laughs> or my favorite has been, like, uh, about The Simpsons or Family Guy and, like, comparing adult... Uh, adult... uh cartoons against each other like yeah. why is family Guy so good i just knew to talk nerd because yeah. i am one okay and in the strip clubs or even at burlesque shows it was just easy for me to be like let me talk about some nerdy shit and they would yeah. Be like, bet
0: <laughs> yeah but also like you know your audience and so that's such an interesting point that you're bringing up like strippers like figure out like who's into me and who's not you know and it's a little generalization like sometimes you get it wrong but for the most part like I knew who to go for and who not to go for you know right
1: right I was also uh I'm also very blessed in the chest uh so that helps uh- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> But, but um even when I you know didn't have the nerdy white guys and I had like you know the hood black guys Hmm. and I would get them talking about anime and they would be like how did you know I like anime and I was like we all like anime what are you talking about and then I would have conversations regarding Dragon Ball Z natural and just keep going and then telling them like hey maybe you need to go check this out so I remember I had one client come back and was like I watched Dura Dura like he told me to. That's really good. And I was like, well, wow, you're, you're welcome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. We do become like consultants after a while too. It's like, um, do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, go, do this and you know, you're doing it and you like it, right? Yeah. It's very good to be a consultant, but you know, in that regard, but like, I just have to say, like, recently, and by recently, I mean only last year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I went, I go to a burlesque conference every year called Burley Con, because before I was a stripper stripper, I did burlesque, and then I was just like, I'm going to see what these people talking about working at a club. Mm. and I got that experience and I loved it I hate it but then I also loved it because I learned so much yeah to where when I went back to the burlesque world I was just like y'all have no idea what's going on outside of it yeah (laughs) so (laughs) like you guys have no idea where this where you think this niche art form has grown and like the legs it has yeah And, you know, I, like I say, with burlesque and stripping, why would I put two bad bitches against each other?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much, like, there's crossover with the two, and that's actually something I wanted to talk about with you, because you have dipped your toes in both worlds. Similarly, I have dipped my toes in pole dancing and stripping. Not very much burlesque, but I feel at times like I'm doing burlesque when I'm, putting on like these shows where I'm costume and I have props. I don't, it's like, that's where I feel like I'm, I'm in between burlesque and stripping. So yes. I'm curious from you, like, what are the differences? What are the similarities and like the pros and cons, I suppose,
1: of each? Yeah. Big question. No, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the way that I, okay. It's a, it's a joke. That I always say, and it's awkwardly kind of true. And it's just, how can you tell the difference between a burlesque dancer and a stripper? Well, a well, a stripper can pay her rent, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, you go into debt worth burlesque. Um, so, I guess the difference for me would have to be the hustle. Okay. I think strip club strippers have a completely different hustle than the burlesque performer, yeah, and. You know, when you have that different hustle and that different mindset, you're gonna look at each other like you know you're you're like you're against each other, and it's not the case. Right. You, I recognize strip club hustle has a different hustle than you know burlesque hustle. But right. once I combine it the two of having that same hunger about like I'm going to make my rent today. I'm going to do this. You know, like I'm here to entertain the crown. I'm here to do the damn thing. With that same of like, I want to be glitz and glamorous and don't know rhinestones and. and yes. <laughs> but when you combine those two, you end up creating a whole lane that no one else knew about.
0: Right.
1: You know, I, there is a. I kid you not. I didn't realize I knew her, and I didn't realize how huge she was, in regards to strip stripping strip club culture. And burlesque culture. Her name is Egypt Black Now. But a lot of burlesque performers know her as E or Egypt. Egypt is the most award-winning burlesque performer we have to date. Hmm. But Egypt came from the strip clubs. Hmm. She literally has a documentary on her, well, on her and all these and all these other. Black lesbian strippers called The Shakedown. Mm. And she even said, once you combine that hunger that you have it stripping, that mindset, and then you provide it with that glitz and glamour of burlesque, and then you create your own lane. She has literally created her own lane. Yeah. Regarding that. But Egypt Black Nile, well-known. Like, I could say- Is this her? Yes. Yes.
0: That is my fifth. I danced with her last night at Bootleg Bombshells and met her for the first time. Yes. Funny that you're bringing up her name because I was actually going to tell you, hey, do you know who Egypt is? Because I just saw so much of you two in each other um, based on like what I've seen of you online and what I've seen her, how there's a combination of burlesque and stripping. So it's so funny just brought that up. Yeah,
1: we're both Aries. I'm actually, she's actually uh, my mentor. I am in the House of Nile, which is a burlesque house. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, she knows I'm one of the ones that, like, you used to work at a strip club, so you know this life. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm thankful for it, but Egypt, Black Nile is she's another reason why i got into this whole thing that i'm doing now yeah um like i was saying last year at burly con uh honey uh who deals with brown girls burlesque taught a burlesque class burly con is nothing but a bunch of burlesque performers and pole dancers and strippers that want to learn more Want to learn the business of burlesque, the business of performing, how to do your taxes, how to do a jump split better, how to do all these things. Well, Egypt taught this history class about black burlesque Mm. and with the history of burlesque. And then at the end of the class goes, where do you think burlesque went in the 80s? Everyone got quiet. No one knew because everyone in every burlesque documentary says that it's a dying art form. Yeah, And I was like, where did it go in the 80s? And she went, the movie Flashdance is a burlesque movie. Yeah. That got me going. I was like, how is, let me watch this. Go on Hulu, find it, download it so I can watch it on my flight home. And literally sat there tearing up going, oh my God, this is a burlesque movie. What are all the other burlesque movies? Like I know that burlesque documentaries exist. What other movies feature burlesque? Striptease, how has the culture influenced our stuff? How yeah. have we influenced stuff? I need to know these things. So with Early Con, that's how I got on this trek of like, I'm gonna research and find all these movies and make a thing out of it. Yeah. Oh, so you've made and a thing it. Yeah. So because of that, I have been looking more at my other performers' friends who have documentaries made on them, hence Egypt Block. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people th- you say, oh my gosh, she's a wonderful burlesque girl. She has an amazing burlesque career. And I go, well, what about her strip career? Mm. That career is long. She's also performed with uh, a local DC strip legend named Uzi. Okay. And like, Uzi's a big deal. And what's weird is when I say that, say that name to the Black, Queer world, everyone's like, oh, you know, Uzi. And I'm like, Uzi's my friend. Like, we're friends Got on it. Facebook. <laughs> She's seen me strip before. She came to my show. Like, she knows who I am and the power that I have. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. So, but yeah, um that's that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I guess I'm here to also talk about. Skin of a the theater, because that's what I do. And I research what does striptease and stripping and burlesque look like to the media, to visual media.
0: They they anger me on a regular basis. They yes. anger
1: me. It's a lot of laws. There are a lot of government laws that came into play, and I can't wait to sit down and focus on that. Mm-hmm. But the reason for the government laws is because of Betty Page. Betty Page was doing bondage pictures. She's technically not a burlesque dancer. She's just a strip teaser. She just, she's a sex worker. Right. Who was a beautiful model. Right. And because she was this beautiful model, she did all these pictures. She ended up doing bondage pictures because those were the ones giving her the most money. Right, right. She went where the money was. Right. And because, you know, now this is becoming indecent. How dare you? You had all these laws that were pretty much created because of the imagery that Betty Page did like she had to go to court for something dang and she was just like well I they just tied me up I didn't think nobody else was gonna do it like to harm themselves right and because of that that's and that's the beginning of getting all those laws and so those laws affect how we obtain the material now right so you get into the talk of you know I believe in free speech, but all they're trying to do is just make sure that we're still being suppressed.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it's only free free speech. I'm using air quotes. If if it's like if they're making money off of what we're correct, doing.
1: correct. That's it. They just want to make money off of it, but right. they're also gonna make us the the joke. We're always going to be the punchline in the joke. Always,
0: yeah. I actually have a really difficult time with a lot of cartoons, um, specifically like American Dad, um, about how they talk about strippers. It's horrendous. I actually stopped watching American Dad. I actually, I like the show because the alien Roger is hilarious. because He's such a mess, but he's a mess. But it's so funny, but I had to stop watching it because of the things that they say about strippers, um, occasionally. And it was only like two different things that I heard. And I'm just like, I can't because I, I witnessed happening in my real life. Um, somebody like basically quoted something that they heard on a cartoon to me, but they used it in a real context type situation and immediately in my head, I was like, man, you learned this from TV. And um, I was more upset with the media perpetuating that message than I was at the woman
1: who said it to me. Correct. And that's why I am so serious about this research uh, at first, it was a joke. At first, it was just like, I wonder how many other burlesque movies are out there. And then I ended up with a spreadsheet of a hundred movies that involve burlesque and striptease. Right. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. And that gave us a whole lot of time to look at Netflix, right? Amazon yeah. Prime, like all this stuff. And then it ended up, I saw all of my burlesque friends start doing burlesque videos and striptease videos. And I'm like, Y'all doing the same thing as Teaserama. That's what Teaserama was. It was nothing but burlesque stripping on film. And you can pay five, 10 cents to go to the porn film, you know, to any right. movie theater and watch it. Right. Um, and so it got me on that and seeing, like, how should I put this? The cartoon that really sold me on I need to do something with this was The Simpsons. Okay. I don't like how they talk about Nelson's mama. Nelson oh. is poor kid. Nelson is the bully They always make fun of the fact that he's poor They always make fun of the fact that he's a bully They always make fun of the fact that his dad is not in his life
0: Right
1: And sometimes you get the sympathy of the fact that his dad is in his life Right but When you find out who his mother is You're just like, how dare you guys And his mother is the stripper
0: Okay, so <clears throat> Real quick, (laughs) I was a huge Simpsons fan until after season 10, um, and I thought it got really bad, and I I don't watch anything past season 10, and I haven't watched The Simpsons in years, so I've never seen this episode of where it's revealed that she's a stripper. So when does that come out? Like, when is that revealed?
1: That is technically revealed in season eight oh. that she works at Maison Derriere, which is the burlesque house in The Oh, Simpsons.
0: yes! Uh,
1: yes! So, it actually is in that episode. But you get notes of burlesque in season one. And not of Nelson's mama, just of the culture, like, what is accepted in The mm. Simpsons universe.
0: Mm. Mm. I've never And
1: now this stripper that shows up named Princess Cashmere Mm. shows up and does his dance and all this other stuff for a bachelor party. Mm -hmm. See how they, you already know it's a bachelor party. Homer gets caught taking a picture with, no, Homer gets caught dancing with her. Yeah. You know how you can bring someone up? Homer gets caught because Bart took a picture of it with his spy camera.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that.
1: Going around town and that gave you how they're going to treat burlesque. And strippers and sex workers, you see it. You see the beginning. Yeah. And so when they go on Nelson's mom, mm. they—I mean—they are really going in on her. And uh-huh. what sucks is that Nelson is for his mama. He is ride or da his mama. Okay. And he loves her. But there's there was one episode, and I need to find the scene. It it's so weird that it's I videotaped it years ago on my phone. And can't remember the episode that I saw this on. And what it was, was like, what happens if Nelson passes away and something blows up. And then there's Nelson's mom crying, wearing all black, a bra with tassels Mm. and black panties. And she's tassel twirling and crying at the same time.
0: Okay, I definitely haven't seen that. I know I haven't seen that.
1: Yeah. She also does one thing where... He ends up getting a lot of money and decides to treat his mother. He takes her to a fancy restaurant, and she sees that her menu has a tassel, so she grabs the other guy's menu and makes them twirl. Marge even yells at her and says, like, you know, get out of my house and make sure you keep your legs closed and blah, blah, blah. Like, the way they treat Nelson's mama is trash. Dang. But that's just, and that's why I was just like I don't like how you guys are treating Nelson's mama because Nelson mom is a real person to me
0: yeah it's it's uh, it's like I get it like you're Joke, they're jokes, but at the expense of women that are marginalized and in danger. You know what I mean? It's it correct. like you're joking about the white man who's super safe all the time. You're joking about women that are getting murdered and raped and exploited and trafficked. Correct.
1: You know? And like, I was just like, no, I, I need to, to look down on, you know, I need, to, I need to figure this out and look and do my work and look down on this and really focus. And I am now at the point that I hope that one day I get a Netflix deal that they give me a docu-series Mm -hmm. and then I get to address Hollywood.
0: Well, yes. So, um, about a month ago, there was about five of us, five sex workers. And we did a panel with the WGA writers guild, America West. And, um, a lot of Hollywood writers were there. Uh, there was probably about a hundred people watching, and we basically were like, "Y'all have been fucking it <laughs> this whole time, and it must stop." And yeah, you have to hire um, sex workers, um, and specifically BIPOC sex workers, um, to be in in the writing room with you, and to right. be and be more than a consultant. Because um, there are some shows that are like, "Well, we consulted sex workers." It's like, no. You have to be a sex worker. Correct. Have, have sex workers with you.
1: Yeah. So Correct. That is literally my ultimate goal is to be in Hollywood and tell them, like, you're portraying this incorrectly and you're portraying this terribly and we need to discuss about this. All you right. know, the only movie that you get, for me, that you get some form of like, yay, she did it, but at what cost is the movie Players Club? Hmm. She's stripping to pay for college, but in all that, she gets all these bad things to happen to her and her cousin, mm-hmm. but yeah, she still graduates with a degree, which is great. Yay, she graduated with a degree, and she beat the bad guys, but it's also like, she shouldn't have to suffer. She should have just... I wish there is a I wish there was a stripper movie where a stripper can just go to work, pay your bills, <laughs> eat dinner with a friends, study, <laughs> go home. I want the when I like that that tweet or that meme that is just like, can I get the office but strippers? Oh yeah. Because we all know yeah. the background is hilarious. It's so funny. We're it's so, so good. We're so, like It's hilarious, the conversations we have are hilarious to me. I tell people the one thing I miss about this, about being in this pandemic and not being like performing is the backstage. Absolutely. I love the backstage banter. It's just like, if you guys all don't like somebody, Y'all going to be like, look at her coming in here. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all going to have those comments. And then if it's, like, your work wife. We all have stripper work wives. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're yeah. all friends with the bartenders. You know, I remember working at a place, and they did, like, a weekend show. And I was their chick. Like, I hosted. It was um, it was called La Boom Boom Room. Mm-hmm. And they modeled it after the box in D.C., mm-hmm. but also that you know, cabaret type style. But literally, I told my mama, I said, you sure you want to come to this show? Because your daughter is an actual sex worker. I am literally trying to get everyone's money right now. Yeah. I'm sure you want to witness this? Yeah. And she was like, nah, just me. I'll get me at the brunch. And she <laughs> yeah. to the brunch. the well, Boomer Room, boom, boom. she was like, no. And I had to tell my mother, like, stories about, like, she'd be like, why didn't you come up until 5 a.m.? And I said, oh, the event didn't... And until three a.m., but we all just started drinking, yeah, and we all just started telling stories, yeah, and we're all just having a good time. And next thing you know, the sun's coming up, yeah. But the fun in in that backstage area—that's the trueness. That's how you know who has kids, who's yeah. ki- you know, like who's a teacher, who knows psychology, who yeah. knows who can put up your television for you. But, so, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: You just like sparked a memory, something that we used to do um, at one of the places I worked at is if you knew, like we would know, or at least one person would know who was going through a really particularly hard time. Like they had lost a loved one or they found out they were diagnosed with something. Mm -hmm. And then that person would tell all the other dancers like, hey, like, leaves you know just be like really like compassionate and careful around so and so like try not to like ask them too much or ask them how they're doing like just just give them space and then we would all like comply and just like we would know that this one person is like having a really rough night and we would do everything we could to either give them their space or support them throughout the entire night
1: correct correct and that's even as an entertainment director as well I need to know everything that's happening with my staff so that I can accommodate them appropriately. Yeah. There was one performer, her mother had passed away. And I was just like, baby, I can pull you off the schedule. You know, like, do you want some time? I'll give right. you some time. Right. We'll, you know, we'll do a, a, you know, we'll all get gather tips and stuff for you. And I appreciate her writing back to me going, actually, I want to perform. That's the only normal thing that is happening right now. Right. Yeah. Because showing and- up to work
0: makes you feel... Better because you're in the environment yeah. that comforts you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, uh, I used to be a teacher, and I used to work with kids. And I remember there was one situation where the mom didn't pick up their kids at a time, and someone had to do something. And I'm still like on the phone trying to make sure these kids are going to the appropriate place yeah and shout out to the owners of the nightclub it was like are you okay and I explained them the situation they were like we will hold off whatever you need to do like
0: right.
1: come in here with the right mind but then I also was just like no I need to come to work yeah. this is normal. you know what these kids are going through is abnormal but my life is normal but I also probably need to work and make these tips just in case those kids need something else
0: Yeah. And like, yeah, gosh, the emotional labor that goes into what we do, but it's like, you can't make money if you don't go to work. And so there's like, that's why I often looked at, like when I was going through a hard time, I'm like, I can't like, I really want to be at work right now. So I can like be moving and be distracted and be making money. And also if I don't make, go to work, I don't make money.
1: Correct. Yeah. Correct. If I don't work, I don't make money and that's the other thing with the media like you i don't like how the media just shits on someone who's going to work (laughs) it's just a job it's just a job there is a it's a job it's a job the fact that they don't see it as a viable job like someone asked me how is it easy for you to be a teacher for elementary school kids and preschoolers but then also doing your other life and my response was have you ever talked to a two-year-old and they were like oh maybe yeah you ever talked to a five-year-old yeah maybe you ever talked to a 10-year-old blah 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 have you ever talked to a drunk person do you realize that they all sound the same yeah (laughs) drunk people and kids they're all the same to me yeah they just want to make sure that someone is taking care of them yeah yeah and once you once you show that you're taking care of them there, no. it, corner pocket I always tell people corner pocket corner yeah. pocket I, and that's how it worked for me i it's yeah it's it's kind of like you're a stripper and you used to teach kids first of all i kept those lives completely separate okay but i use the same techniques mm. i'm not yeah. cussing at the two-year-old but i'm cussing at the drunk guy who wants to touch my thigh (laughs) yeah
0: absolutely yeah well you can't cuss at kids um you can't cuss at kids you can't
1: they're so Uh, cute and plus they also learn cuss words really easily
0: i know right because they're like what's that yeah Um, i actually have this marked down as something that i wanted to chat about because it's it's actually that you teach children or that you used to teach children while being a sex worker at the same time um it's actually something a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do X because I work with kids. And like, and you're just like, you know, this is me. And so I'm wondering how you were able to sort of walk on that line between the two things, given the way how conservative and dumb our society is.
1: Um, I ended up working at places where, how should I put it? A friend got me in. Okay. Okay. And even when that friend got me in, I was doing, you, you couldn't put two and two together. You just knew that I was Gigi and I'm teaching you fitness.
0: Okay. So your friend yeah. you in the kids teaching jobs, not correct.
1: And stuff. even with the kids, he, yeah, even with the kids, even teaching jobs. Yeah. So I, you know, I actually have another mentor, Lola Rose, who is in Paris. Mm-hmm. And before she left for Paris, she said, I got a job for you. You're going to teach hip hop to little kids. All I did was do the interview, and they said, You're hired. And I was like, Are you aware that I do burlesque? And they said, We actually do know, but because this is an art school,
0: you're
1: fine. And it was also because they wanted me to teach burlesque to the adults. Gotcha. Okay. So it kind of, you know, so that was kind of like an easy thing. And even I taught kids and their parents okay like i taught one mom her daughter took my hip-hop class and then after her daughter's hip-hop class she would give her daughter a snack and go i'm gonna go take my dance class with miss gg and her mom was learning burlesque it was all on the website the kids Got knew, it. the parents knew and because of that it created this safe space
0: yeah of
1: it So then when I started working at other places and like when I started working uh, with one nonprofit and they hired me as a fitness instructor and then they were just like, wait, you used to do musical theater. Can you teach summer camp? And I told them, I said, you are aware who I am, right? And one of the people said, we will keep it hush hush, but it doesn't have any, it doesn't have a problem with us. Great. They kept it hush hush until they needed to use my skills. And that means being a public speaker. Being like, so because I can speak in front of anyone, they would be like, Gigi, you go, you go, you go. Um, And then, and I did have, when I first started working with the preschool department, I did have a, a student's parents came up to me and said, I recognize you. And I started sweating. They said, you did an amazing lecture regarding burlesque and how it is a unique art form for creative mornings. Thank you. That was amazing. And we're so happy that you're teaching our daughter.
0: Wow. That's
1: incredible. And is yeah. And it's just me also showing the people that like, don't assume that I'm your stereotypical dump stripper because the stereotypical dump stripper doesn't exist. It
0: doesn't exist. It's
1: false. It doesn't exist. <laughs> It's where I definitely told a director once, they said, when I think of burlesque, I think of stripper, lowbrow. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, because when I think of burlesque and stripper, I think they don't have no debt. And they also know who they are. You don't know who you are. Right. Can I just say the joy i felt telling that to another black woman who thought that she was just like you're lower than me because you take off your clothes and i'm going actually i'm higher than you because i know who i am <laughs> and you don't you're you're right. still you're you're worried about your sexuality from a man i am not in the right. words of audrey lord exoticism is not second hand it's right. not right wow
0: that's so, really powerful. yeah. Yeah. you're. I, I got to say though, you're fortunate. Like I've, I've seen women, I've seen teachers get fired from being a teacher for just taking pole dance classes.
1: And that's, and that's a thing. There yeah. is another burlesque uh, performer named Lottie Elton. And if you look her up, she's called the twerking teacher. And it's because she lost her job in Richmond, Virginia as a high school teacher mm. because someone found her burlesque video on YouTube. Mm. But like uh, any other person who wants to turn a negative into a positive, she definitely put the spotlight. She was on Yahoo News. She put the spotlight on that.
0: On that, issue. So where
1: I remember telling teacher jobs, like, fire me if you want. Do you want to be national news? And they yeah. would be like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, and I was like, because you're going to look like the bad guy. I'm not going to look like the bad guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they would get inundated with like angry letters from parents. They would just get it from all different directions, you know? Like,
1: yeah. Correct. Yeah. And the thing that I always leave with pay teachers more, but then also respect the teacher's time to themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely pay teachers more. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's like the <laughs> most important job in the world is to pay teach teachers more. more. But also respect what what women can do, or what any human can do with their body sexually.
0: Yeah, yeah. This whole yeah, I don't, I don't. I talk about this all the time, but the hangups around sex, I it just it blows my mind. Like literally, the only reason the human race exists is because we just bone each other constantly. So like,
1: (laughs) we didn't fuck each other like rabbits. Exactly. You have. You wouldn't be here, like right. <laughs> that's the thing. Like you wouldn't be here. You're you. You know, don't right. yuck on my yum. Let me have my sex, but yeah. also you know,
0: and then sex our, is for our jobs too. Like we have those jobs because they're in demand. Correct. It's, it's not like we're fighting against. Like It's not like we're like, I need a job, so I'm making up this thing and forcing you to watch me. It's like, oh, I have this job because there's an open spot and like there's a lot of demand for it, and that looks like a fun job, so I'll take
1: that job. Exactly. Exactly. It's a fun job. So fun. Um, There's a, ooh, actually, there is a docuseries right now on Amazon Prime called Naked Hustle.
0: Okay. I'm writing this down
1: write it down mm-hmm. they actually talk about how once again strip clubs and strippers their tentacles go out and we are involved in so much yep. the hip-hop industry actually relies on strippers and strippers.
0: Yep. yeah how would they
1: know if their song is a bop cardi b knew what she needed to do cardi b was a stripper yeah why do you think WAP is so good So good. She picked the right beat that someone's going to want to shake their ass to. Mm -hmm. All these things. Megan Thee Stallion worked at a place where it bordered the line of like, is this a strip club or is this Hooters? Which place?
0: Say that again. It's
1: somewhere in Texas, in Houston. Okay. But one of my friends was just like, no, she actually worked at this one restaurant where it's kind of like, Ooh, what line are we riding here? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Some of those clubs, you know, they like to have, like, fancy steak dinners and then, like, a you know, the naked girl on stage. Yeah. Correct.
1: And, you know, you need, you need strippers to make your hip-hop industry grow. And then you need strippers to make your venues grow and what is needed for a venue and what the customer wants. Yeah. And they get to episode three, where they come to D.C., and they talk about the culture and how poll classes ended up being a real big thing because there's all these other women out here who want to experience the pole, the acrobaxy of it all, the of the money falling it. They just want to experience and feel as sexy as those women or those human beings who are doing poll. Yeah. So now there's a whole culture. They're, why do you think pole studios exist? There's another stripper who was just like, "Yo, I can make money off of these women that are coming here and like, show me how you do that." <laughs> exactly. True. How do you do
0: that?
1: I made money. Yeah, I made I I love teaching burlesque. Yeah. But I think I am very much in love with teaching someone to let their guard down. Yes. I'm That's, trying to. Yeah. yeah. I am someone that is here to challenge your mindset and change it. And you can tell the people who are insecure, you, we all know the people that come into the clubs and they just be other women shitting on us performing and it's fucking sad and it's fucking terrible. But the moment that you just say, are you mad that I'm secure in myself? Are you mad that I can get up there and do whatever I want? But yet you still, you having problems, baby. Have you said that to somebody? I've actually had someone that like, are you okay? And she looked at me like, what? And I was like, are you okay? (laughs) Because you're really, really mad at me. And I think you're mad at yourself. Well. And, you know, it ended up kind of being a therapy session. Yeah. Because it was just like, I saw her yeah and she was just like oh my god and i was just like let's talk about it let's talk about it get it out and after that she was like i did not expect to come to the strip club to have a you know this experience yeah and i was like i just wanted to talk to you even at burlesque clubs at burlesque shows i've had told one woman like you can't one don't touch me but two let's think about this. why do you think you you can touch me why do you think of this? And you know, like, what do you think of strippers? What do you think about someone? And asking them those questions. And it's really like, some people stumble. Yeah. And some people have said, well, this is, you know, just what I know from my family. And I was just like, you are not your whole family. You were you. Right. And then when I tell people, you know, I was raised Jehovah witness, right? And they're just like, what? <laughs> I was raised Jehovah witness. Also, my sister is a Baptist minister.
0: Yeah. I, one time a woman grabbed me and I was like, no, no, no. And it's like, what makes you think you can do that? And she goes, oh, well, at the club I go to in my city, like, we're allowed to do that. And I was like, but I'm a different person. Like, it's not, we're not at Correct. club.
1: You have to ask everyone. Yeah. I've also have been in, in doing burlesque. What I like about strip clubs is there's security guards all over the place. Remember yeah. burlesque, strip clubs, you know, there are no, there are no security guards all yeah, over
0: the Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And because of that, I am an inner city kid, a triple Aries. So I'm always ready to fight, like yeah. always. And I've actually had someone and it was on camera. and We had such a great case to so where the people, they realized they couldn't even sue us. Like we had such a great case. Yeah. And it was because I warned them. I said, if your dancer touches you, you should be blessed. But you were not allowed to touch her. Right. And it's said, and it's in everything, like everything we say. So that is our, our, we're verbally saying it. It's a verbal contract. Right. All my performer did was touch the guy's shoulder so that she can step down. Uh Uh-huh. The girlfriend then grabbed her arm and tried to attack her. All you see is my five-foot self jump up and get in the girl's face like, who we hitting? (laughs) and then we heard them say you guys are nothing but sluts that's why you guys don't have college degrees and we're just like first of all our our male stripper went to yale (laughs) and like this other person has their master's degree in psychology this one here and now we're just like what but we also you know we we had to kick them out but it was because i had to ask like the nightclub security where are you and so yeah. nightclub security was like, we didn't realize, and I had a meeting with them and I was just like, y'all got me all the way fucked up.
0: Yeah, good. That's
1: where When my mother came to my party brunch, she had her own security guard. I said, anybody cl- get close to my mama is on site. Yeah, yeah, good call. And yeah, and my mom actually loves what I do. Shout out to her that time slapping $5 on my ass.
0: Yes, mom. Um, yeah, my mom one time gave my brother $5 to put on my stage. She's like, go tip me. No.
1: <laughs> it's better when it's the moms. It's better with the moms. Like, I thought it was funny that
0: my mom was encouraging my little brother to tip me.
1: Like, like go tip her, go tip her. It's, it's yeah. great. I love how my family reacts to what I do. At yeah. first, it was just like – Oh, she's doing like a play or something, right? We don't know. <laughs> and then it just kept continuing. And my mom was just like, I don't understand why you're coming home at like three in the morning. I don't get it. What's good? And then she read 50 Shades of Gray. And my mom started talking to me about kinky stuff. And she but she was whispering like, they tied each other up. Gas. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yes. And then this was me fighting. I remember I was stirring my coffee and going, okay, mom, we need to talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I told her that like, I do burlesque and striptease and, you know, have been a stripper and I'm explaining all this stuff. And I perform at a kinky festival. And my mom was just like, <gasps> what? Wow. Wait, there are stores I can buy this at? Wait a minute. Where can I buy this at? Because <laughs> to my mom... The only time you have those type of, you go to those type of stores, if you are a man, whether there's a pleasure party that your homegirls are having. Right. But my mom is like, wait, there's a whole festival. There's a whole huge group of people. And you're one of the people that are getting paid to do this. Yes. And then my mom started seeing me perform. And then my mom started telling my dad and my dad was just like, okay, cool. Sounds like a great job. Like, amazing and my dad shout out to him he actually only had a conversation with me regarding my taxes and being an entertainer good for dad
0: amazing he used
1: to work for the irs and that's what he was just like so this is what you're gonna do
0: amazing i love that
1: and it works you know my sister's a minister everyone like my oldest nephew actually got to see me perform and uh he went thank god it was a pg-13 performance But you do not you definitely know how to hold a crowd.
0: Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Gigi, I could talk to you for a really long time. I I know. It's I have I'm one of those people. I feel feel like we need to do this again sometime because we're running out of time. So I need to to I would love to.
1: I would love to I would love to also talk about what it is like to do burlesque in the nation's capital, and the difference between Obama's era and Trump era.
0: absolutely. I want I definitely want I think we have to do a part two with you another time because like there's something I love it. I haven't um talked to you about that I wanted to talk to you about. so um but yeah, we're gonna because um, I have another uh, podcast right after this. I actually asked yeah. her to come on five minutes late, so. Oh, wow. Awesome. If he wasn't coming on, I am so
1: sorry. I'm such a chatty Kathy. Oh, you're
0: amazing. No.
1: I nerd about striptease and burlesque. I love it. I I could talk to you about this for a while. Want
0: to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's Stripper Tips.
1: To my strippers, my burleskers, my stripteasers, my sex workers, my sexy workers. Please put 10% away with every pay that you get. I am tired of the story that we are destitute. I am tired of the story that we are starving artists. I am tired of all of that, that people say about us that, you know, we are going to die broke and no one's going to love it. No, no, absolutely not. I need us to tip to say, I'm sorry, I need us to tip ourselves. Yeah. 10% if not more. Yeah. And to our civilians who are coming to these clubs and these shows, be it in person or virtually, tip us plus tax. Nice. That's going to help us out in the long run. Tip us plus tax.
0: Yes. That's a good one. No one said that. Yeah. Very good. It's one of
1: those things, that, you know, that dollar, you give me that dollar, I'm only 10, 10 cents of that is going into savings. But if you right. give me a dollar 15, <laughs> right. go. 15. For every dollar you're going to yeah. yeah.
0: you give me
1: double that. Exactly. Yeah. Tip us plus tax.
0: Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for
1: Four for One.
0: If you had control over where your butthole was placed on your body, where would you put it? My foot. I was thinking, logo. okay. I think I Go said ahead. that all the time. What hobby or skill would you want to magically develop overnight? Fire eating. <laughs> you open up a fortune cookie and it describes your life so perfectly, so succinctly in about 10 words. What does it say?
1: my life motto. I am safe. It's only change. You're so good at that. I knew you were gonna be good at that one.
0: You got a dollar <laughs> fifty at the vending machine. What treat do you pick? Cheetos. Mmm, yes, queen. I eat Cheetos in the hospital. That's my go-to. Yeah. Cheetos
1: yeah. is Cheetos is lit. Cheetos and a Coke used to be my pre-show meal all the time. Cheetos I, and a Coke. It's so funny. I only
0: eat Cheetos in the hospital. Like I don't eat it in my regular life, but in the hospital, I'm like, bring me the
1: Cheetos, please. It tastes different. I will admit, vending vending uh, Cheetos yeah. are a little bit different so than good. like going to Seven Eleven and getting a Cheeto. <laughs> um
0: gg how are you not famous yet we need you to tell everyone how to follow you because i want you to be famous as fuck so
1: give us the i i will have to say um don't ever get in the way of yourself and that's what i had been doing of getting in the way of myself mm-hmm. and also society don't like to see black women or black indigenous women succeed i am black cherokee yeah. and i am queer and i'm from dc and they don't want us. they don't want me to have a second pool they didn't even want me to have a pull, yeah. but you can find me on Instagram. That is actually Instagram, G uh, I G I H O L L I D A Y. Yes. It has two L's for the legs. I'm only five feet. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm little, but, um, Instagram is the best way to find me. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, but like my fan page, don't try and friend me unless you want to get really, really weird real quick. Okay,
0: yeah, I <laughs> might want to get weird.
1: Please um, get weird with me. I'm funny.
0: <laughs> honor. I'm so such an honor to have you, and I really want to have you back again. Um, oh, please. Yeah. Yes.
1: Thank you so thank much you for so this. So much more
0: to talk about. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow Gigi. Bye. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at yesastripperpodcast. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube at yesastripperpodcast. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at yesastripperpod. Yes, podcast is produced by Mackenzie Mizell, Shelley Snyder, and yours truly, A.M. Davies. Be sure to email any questions or comments. To yes, a stripper podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at the Queen of Sexy. You can also check me out on my website the